Hi, this is Varun Haran, Associate Editor with ISMG in Asia. I have with me Sid Deshpande, who is Principal Analyst with Gartner in Asia, and he's going to be speaking to us about some of the key security market trends that he's seeing in the region and sharing some recommendations with practitioners on what they can do to deal with the current threat landscape. Hi, Sid. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Varun. Thanks for having me. So, Sid, what are some key security market trends that you've seen in the last year, and what are some key messages that you can share with practitioners? Sure. So, at a high level, if you were to segment the security trends landscape into four areas, which is regulations, buyer mindset, vendor landscape, and the attacker landscape, I think it's a fairly functional categorization that helps us take a view on what trends are actually happening in the market. So, in terms of regulation, we are seeing increasingly that regulators are moving from being more prescriptive to being more risk-based in the regulations and the mandates that they have and guidelines that they provide to organizations. In terms of the buyer mindset, we are seeing a shift towards detection and response approaches from just prevention because security buyers are increasingly beginning to realize that it's impossible to prevent all security incidents and focusing on communicating the value of their security program in the terms of detection and response and how good their security team is in that respect is I think the way forward. Security buyers are also looking at more orchestration and automation of low-level security functions so that they can focus more on some of the advanced capabilities in-house. The vendor landscape is also expanding, not just in terms of the number of vendors, but also in terms of the different types of vendors. So if I were to functionally divide vendors in the market for security for into three categories, it would be protectors, which are the existing vendors that have been around for a long time, that have a big install base of customers already. In lane two, you would have the newer security startups and specialists that are more focused on specific slivers of the security market, solving those problems. You also have a third category of evolutionary disruptors, which is newer types of security providers and newer types of competitors in the security market. For example, cloud providers who are actually increasingly beginning to offer customer-facing security features on their platforms, vendors like Microsoft, Amazon Web Services, Salesforce, Box, for example. So the vendor landscape is also evolving. And this is leading to more choices for customers, but it's also leading to questions around manageability and managing a heterogeneous environment of different types of technologies and vendors. The fourth category that we spoke of was the attacker landscape. So in the past, you would see either highly skilled attackers or you would see really amateur attackers. But now we're seeing the emergence of a mid-market segment almost of attackers where they're not very technically skilled, but they're able to use commercially available technologies for hacking that are able to opportunistically attack organizations that have poor security practices. Ransomware being a great example of that. Many organizations have been affected with ransomware or when the attackers have used commonly known, well-published vulnerabilities that everyone should have actually patched. So because companies do not do the basics right in many cases, attackers are able to leverage that and that's leading to kind of an industrialization almost of the attacker landscape. So I think another way of putting that is that the tools out there that can be used for hacking have become so advanced that a person without much security knowledge or much experience in hacking can now readily use those and compromise organizations. Sort of, but I would like to reframe that. It's not that uh, they don't have much security expertise. It's just that they don't need to have an advanced level of security knowledge to be able to execute these attacks because you so it's have become commoditized com- exactly that's yeah. a great point so commoditized and these tools are available on rent so you can actually rent a service to launch a ddos attack on somebody it's almost like a underground marketplace where you know if you know how to operate the tool 
you can reasonably successfully execute an attack if an organization hasn't taken the due care and the due security practices haven't been followed you know examples are exploit kits like angler where you can actually rent the exploit kit that can automate the entire process of deploying the malware and executing the initial infiltration so commoditization is a great way to characterize it yeah. you know increasingly after even after 3 4 years of having this conversation you still find that the amount of time the attacker has in it work the amount of time to detection is still in the order of a year or more right does that mean in a sense that you know the defenders are actually a year behind the attacker and the security landscape and when we having these conversations we talk about the landscape as if it's current but the attacker has already used something that was a year old and compromised you right so sure. would that be accurate well i wouldn't characterize it as defenders being behind or attackers being ahead though though functionally i understand where you're coming from i think it's just that organizations haven't focused on detection so much so because organizations their security program generally has not focused their spending on detection and response so their focus has been on preventing security incidents but now because of digital business and because of the fact that companies are using technology platforms to drive business decisions and be more competitive every every company is a technology company today and because all your users are going to be using technology to drive business growth you're increasing your risk exposure and in that scenario uh, prevention of all security incidents is not always feasible so which is why i think it's just the fact that organizations haven't focused on detection as much historically and that mindset we are recommending to companies that they shift their spending to have at least 60% of their security budget to be spent on detection and response up from around 10 to 15% today right. so if they're able to bridge the gap between the 10% and the 60% i think you will find that time to detection also reducing so i think to your point what you're saying is that there needs to be a paradigm shift from the whole defensive kind of a mindset to a more detection and response which is something that the market has been speaking about but i think one of the impediments to that of course one being budget the second being the already existing technology sprawl so what is your recommendation in terms of how practitioners can better manage that technology sprawl that currently exists in security right i think security operations capability is absolutely essential security operations capability refers to security monitoring security management tools incident response capabilities that organizations need to build which kind of is a layer that has a combination of people process and technology that actually ties all of these different silos together so from a technology standpoint focusing on security operations is incredibly important to be able to have a cohesive view and visibility into what are all these different security technologies uh, what are they actually seeing what are the alerts that are coming in you know can i correlate what i'm seeing at the firewall with what's happening at the endpoint can i run some security analytics to make sure that as an attacker moves laterally through my organization i'm actually able to have visibility of that movement and treat those incidents on two different parts of my infrastructure be able to link them and be able to piece together what the attacker might actually be looking to do so that's from a technology standpoint from a people and process standpoint i think historically a lot of the different security technologies mature ones uh, they have been managed by different teams in the organization for example firewalls might be managed by the it operations team not necessarily by security team so that has led to these silos in many organizations where different silos of teams manage different technologies and they don't really talk to each other people process recommendation is to have an information security governance strategy that can get all of these different stakeholders for the security program uh, on the same page and move together to create a security strategy for the future that breaks these silos and brings all the different stakeholders together okay 
we are seeing a lot of consolidation in the security space. So you have all these feature point solutions companies being acquired by the bigger platform companies. So where do you see that going? And you also spoke about how cloud vendors are now providing security solutions. So if you could just walk me through why that doesn't mean that the other feature products or the feature ecosystem is going to get subsumed. Well, I think point solutions have got value because uh, they are able to solve for a specific problem. And these point solutions, uh, in some cases, they stand on their own and evolve over time to become independent security markets and security companies. In yet other cases, they get acquired by larger security companies or by cloud providers. So I think it's a constant state of churn, which is good for the industry because it's almost like still waters run deep and the water that's flowing is always the cleanest. So in that sense, this movement is good for the industry. Coming to your point on cloud providers specifically, I think the cloud providers have started offering more customer-facing security features in response to customer demand because customers said that as a cloud provider, you're telling me that security in the cloud is a shared responsibility model. So you have the resources as a cloud provider to execute your part of the shared responsibility model. What about me? What are you offering to me to enable me to execute my part of the shared responsibility model? So in response to that demand, cloud providers have either started offering features organically developed by themselves internally or filling gaps by acquiring external security vendors or in some cases a mix of both. And, and this I think is there's also a lot of service chaining kind of stuff happening now in the industry. Absolutely. In fact, a lot of these leading cloud providers, even those that have acquired security companies and that have got their own security features, they still have pretty vibrant marketplaces where third-party security vendors are very actively marketing the solution and allowing customers to purchase that as part of the app store and infrastructure as a service, for example. So absolutely, to your point, service chaining, uh, if you categorize it in that way, that's definitely happening. So I think uh, there will always be demand for external security solutions despite the fact that cloud providers are becoming more of security vendors because as customers take a cloud first strategy uh, they are looking to implement security policy consistently across multiple cloud environments and any one cloud provider will only be able to offer security for their own environment not for their competition or not for another type of cloud provider right. that's why there'll always be demand of course this trend of cloud providers offering more security features natively is taking some of the market in certain segments away from the external security vendors but it's also creating new opportunities for external security providers to use those cloud provider native features and integrate them into the platform that they have. So I think for the near near to midterm I expect there to be a continued symbiotic existence between all these different elements in the security market overall. So integration and consolidation is the way to go but there's a lot of room to grow is what you're saying. Absolutely there'll always be there'll always be new segments that will come up and always be smaller more agile vendors that are able to to grow quickly and then create value and create new market categories and in some cases we find even larger vendors are able to do that so I think there will always be room to grow to your point I agree Thank you Seth for speaking to us Thanks for having me Varun That was Seth Deshpande who is a principal analyst for Gartner for ISMG in Asia this is Varun Haran Thanks for listening